Because but you can all finish that. In they can all finish it. It's that song is never gonna die. Mm-mm. Never, Mm-mm. never, never. So, Mm-mm. hello there. Hello. Happy Good Friday. How are you? I'm fantastic mm-hmm. because it's Friday. That's Friday, and you don't have to work. I'm done with work. Oh, you had to work on Good Friday? Yeah, that is not a holiday. <laughs> It was always a holiday when I wasn't a nurse. Really? That is not a holiday. Uh-uh. I guess it's not a federal holiday. Exactly. But it was always a holiday when I was when I worked. Exactly. So, but you know, I can't complain. Sorry. No, pff, I'm at home. I <laughs> don't feel bad for me. Feel sad for me on that one day we can have to actually physically go into the office. That's when I have a meltdown. <laughs> So anyway, hello there. Welcome back to TBR Lowdown. Oh man. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) I think we're both very tired, is what's what you're hearing. I do feel a little like slightly tired. I'm not sleepy, but you know what it is? I feel like I'm in relaxation mode. I just want to chill. I just want to chill. I think I'm just, I'm done. Um, I am starting to, uh, I start new job in three days mm-hmm. as of recording. I'm starting to get like deer in headlights, paralyzed anxiety. Mm-hmm. And um, like with every passing hour. Right. And, right. <laughs> and my, my my family just left from visiting. So like, a lot. I'm like, I have to, I have to do things that I couldn't do before. Yeah. And so it's just my, my, my whole mental space is confused <laughs> yeah so, and it's like it's like gray and gross out same over here uh it is rainy gray not fun not fun because Mm-mm. the beginning of the week was bright and, and sunny and Gorgeous. just beautiful and now it's this which also makes me even more in like total relaxation mode the rain just makes me want to just chill out and not do no, much. You sound like my dogs. Well, that's, that's what my dogs are like. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Rain yeah. equals I need to have a snack, have a coffee, and watch something on TV. That's what that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what are you currently reading, and what have you just finished? All right. Um, what am I currently reading? I am currently reading. Uh, which one do I want to talk about? Let's talk about this one because I think this one will make you happy. <sighs> Putting that down. So everything's very heavy because they're all very chunky. So I'm currently reading A Day of Fallen Night by Samantha Shannon. And you know what I hate is everybody who has the really beautiful special editions. Because I've, I don't have them. Oh, I've seen some, right? Because I've, <laughs> I've seen some. I don't have them. Okay, yeah. There's um, Illuminacrate, I think, did some. And is that the one I put in our group? Thing called when I was like, I want this, probably. but I don't need and it. And then there's... There's another some broken binding ones. Mm, those I have not seen those. I don't even want to look. I don't, I don't, I haven't even. I don't even have, I don't even have a hard copy of um, Priory. I only have a paperback. 
Why do I keep thinking that we both had the hardcover of Priory? Why do I keep thinking that? Whoa. So maybe one day I'll find it, but not today. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm not. I'm not terribly far in. I'm like ten chapters into this. Really? Uh, yeah, because I haven't had a moment to focus on it. Right. Um. So, and I just, I just I literally just started this. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm remembering how beautiful the writing is at times mm-hmm. and forgot, i forgot how beautiful samantha shannon's writing oh yeah is. um it's very lyrical at times the i i was sh- <laughs> i forgot there would <laughs> so there's a male pov in this and i just like kind of forgot that men exist oh right I was, like, <laughs> I was like no this book is about lesbians and dragons right. like where did you come from yeah and then i remember that like yeah men do exist yeah that's how they procreate in this but they do have these very mm-hmm. um like openly queer kingdoms mm-hmm. and and re- like reigns that doesn't make any sense yeah. like monarchies um and so the, it's i'm just i'm just really happy to get back into this world now i was told that you sh- it's it's almost better if you've read priory to not reread priory because this is the pre yeah i'm not gonna do so that it's okay that you don't remember stuff but i want to do this and then maybe reread. that's priory what i want to do um i know i have a little while to go until i hit the dragon showing up mm-hmm. because i am buttery reading this with roger from oh god what is roger's channel i'll, I'll put roger down below okay. there's a channel down below i'm buddy reading this with him and so he's been sending me voice notes on boxer and i know that he's a little further ahead than i am yeah um but i'm just excited to be back here yeah i'm excited for all the politics if you don't like fantasy that's super heavy into politics though this might not be the series for you mm-hmm. because that it's a lot to keep straight um but they are it's very important and it's not the main focus but there is a lot of of a political maneuvering setting maneuvering up yeah mm-hmm. you have to kind of get through to understand the gen- the overall plot yeah. of the story uh i do like that i can see remember that book um that i got and i had to finish the duology uh about that was translated from Polish, the Widow Queen. Oh yes, I do. Period of time yeah, and like Finnish and like Viking mm-hmm. history and all that. I can see where she's pulled from that history. Okay, to create at least like one portion of the world here, um, because there is this one male character who is very similar to a male character mm-hmm. in actual history. I like see. Like a Viking king that came over. So it, there, I can, I, mean, I can see, this is like, like I like mm-hmm. fantasy sometimes is because you can see if you read a little bit of history. Yeah. And the more little bit of like history you read, you can sometimes see how that gets like yeah. dipped into fantasy. Yeah. It's um, just why I kind of hate when people are like, genre fiction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. Stuck on a lemon. I love it. I'm excited now. I. When are you going to start this? After I move. Okay. After I move, that's going to be we'll a summer read it. for me. So I want to read like that I'm doing exercise. I want to read a day of fallen night, and then after that, like right after, I want to read Priory again. And we read Priory so long ago; it was 2019 when we read it. Like everything's I don't very vague, other than dragon writers. Exactly. I'm like there's dragon writers. Exactly. Everything's very like, vague, so it's perfect because it'll be like reading for the first time again. So I'm excited for that experience. But yeah, definitely after I move. 
But one of the points that Roger made in one of his voice notes to me, which I think is a phenomenal point about these books, is that the dragons in these stories are so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, they aren't just, like, your average run-of-the-mill dragon. Like right. They, they kind of have different, like, I don't know if powers is the right word, mm-hmm. but they they do different things. Abilities they're just, and, they're, they're like, yeah. They're a little, like, they're a little zhuzhed up yeah. when you're, like, either, like, hoardy dragons or you're just, like, fiery destruction dragons. Mm-hmm. I do love a good dragon. Yeah. I'm just I'm here for I'm dragon. here for a dragon too. So yeah. Yeah. That's well, I'm glad family. you're enjoying it. I am so excited to get to it. I'm glad it's gonna be like a part of my summer fantasy reading. Yeah. I had hoped to to this is what I was planning to do last night, and then I was doom scrolling like we were mm-hmm. discussing. And because the world is uh, a depressing place if you doom scroll yeah. so then I, I was like help me and then somebody was like just go play Animal Crossing or something Cause, and I and I did and then I was able to go to sleep and I was a little less depressed Yeah, so. I like it I like it I don't think I could have done this I needed yeah for sure more mindless escapism. for sure for sure yeah anyway hmm. oh, did, I did tell you something yes so remember how I got that like this is I don't know if anybody cares about this you're probably gonna cut this out of the regular podcast but you remember how I got that new light the new light a little square like, rectangular oh light you're like the- happy light oh no you're for no. podcasting your your LED light yes see I've got a second one so I'm gonna be nice. blasted with light nice because we're gonna be recording later and later because our lives keep changing yes. Right. And, and so speaking of that, <laughs> this entire setup that you see right here, when we returned for the start of season three, oh man, because I've already been like sketching out my la- my new mm-hmm. layout. I've been like working up my lighting situation. Like I've got plans. I've got plans. Mm-hmm. So things are going to look really, really different, but I'm really excited about where I'm going with this. I got to experiment with some stuff. You know, I've watched a lot of videos on lighting, so I'm pretty stoked about it. I'm just going to blind myself. I won't be able to see you ever again. It's fine. See, it's fine. You can see me. I can see you and, and you can hear me. Yes. And that's all that That's matters. it. That's it. So what have you been reading? I just started... This book called Juno Loves Legs by Carl Geary. And this is coming out from Catapult on April 18th. Uh, this is set in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, it says, uh, uh, this is the story of two teens labeled as delinquents, Juno and Sean, nicknamed Legs, grow up on the same housing estate where spirited and <clears throat> in- in- intelligent Juno is ostracized for her poverty and legs is persecuted for his sexuality. They, they find safety only in each other. That's all I'm going to read. I've only, uh, I'm only a chapter in, so I don't have much to say, but I noticed that lately I've been reading a lot of books set in Ireland. <laughs> I don't know what's going on that. with that, but I'm kind of into it. So this is where we are with that. Um, I'm on a, uh, you know, journey with that whole thing. So I'm excited okay. to get into it. And to learn more about these characters. And um, I'm not sure. I, I don't think this is a debut. But I'll have to look him up and see. Yeah, I have to look him up and see what else he's got going on. But yeah. So anyway, this is Juno Loves Legs by Carl Geary. Out from Catapult on April 18th. Nice. Yeah. I love all the Irish stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like mm-hmm. it. 
All right. What are we what are we talking about today? Because I don't know which one we're recording because you didn't tell me. You just hit record. Oh, I thought we were talking. <laughs> what, what were we just the nonfiction? Because I was saying that. Okay. That well, I, was, I, I just was asking if that's all you were doing, yes. but I didn't know that's what we were yes. doing next. That's cool. Yes. I'm not upset. I am prepared. You for are you. prepared. I know what I'm talking well, about. we've only, you know, been recording, I feel like, for like two weeks off and on. So anyway, um, some of you know that every now and then we like to read some nonfiction. And mm-hmm. we thought it would be a good idea to put ourselves on blast again and share with you some of the nonfiction books that we've been meaning to read, but haven't gotten to yet, but really want to. Yes. And this is a quick one. This is I know a quick we one, yes. we give you like 15 books. We want to, no, we are being good. Yeah. We are only giving you a couple. Yeah. Three each, total of six. Total of six. Mm-hmm. That's it. Nice. Nice and, and easily digestible. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that there are... There are a couple of bookstagrammers who are running year-long nonfiction reading challenges. So perhaps one of these books is uh, something you can add to your list if you're participating in uh, a similar challenge. So I think I'll link those two bookstagrammers in the show notes. I can't think of their names off the top of my head right now, but I'll put them in the show notes in case you want to join the challenges. Yeah. 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 Good. All right. So what do you got? All right. This is <laughs> okay. Uh teaching white supremacy. <laughs> oh, I don't even have that on my list. Oh. <laughs> Here, here's what's crazy, right? So these three that I'm gonna share with you today, these were like highly anticipated for me. And I've had these early copies probably since the summer of 2022. Okay. And I have not gotten to them yet. And I'm like, girl, get with it. So anyway, this is Teaching White Supremacy, America's Mm -hmm. Democratic Ordeal, and the Forging of Our National Identity by Donald Yakovone. Yakovone. And this is from Pantheon Books. So thank you again, Pantheon, for this early copy. We said we were going to be reading this for like... Months for a while, months, months, but I really want to get into it because I mean, hello, still relevant. I mean, if there was ever a time, if there was ever a time, so, um, yeah, so I'm going to be getting to this soon and I want to take my time with it because I know that you and I are supposed to be reading this together and discussing it and then hopefully getting an interview with the author. That's, that's still a goal for us. So. But we first we need to read the book. He might have another book out by the time we get our butts again. You know what I'm saying? So my first one, I think I've showed this before, um, is uh, an autobiography of our galaxy, The Milky Way by Moya McTeer. I want to read that. Uh, Super short. There's no reason why I couldn't read this. And it is a history of our galaxy. It's written sort of as a narrative nonfiction mm-hmm. uh, allegedly it's supposed to be really really wonderful the few people i know who have read it really enjoy it mm-hmm. um and i know i'm going to read this simply because i have had this as a library hold for the audiobook and has pictures inside mm. um and it's been on a several months wait but whenever that hold comes in yeah i am just doing it yeah, because I'm really good at reading my Libby holds. Okay, yeah. I am not good like listening to. I'm not good. That's my biggest problem is that I'll go like shopping on Libby, mm-hmm. and then because I'm good at like listening to all those things, I'll listen to all of those things, and then I don't do anything else. <laughs> 
Also, the author is stunning. Where is my camera? Oh, yes, she is. She is. She's beautiful. Yeah, that is on my list. I I would like to read that as well. Yes. So, uh, basically, we're giving the Milky Way a voice, and they are going to tell us about... I like it. Existence, which I think is is cool and an interesting way of, of doing it. I like it. And mm-hmm. I'm just realizing all these three books, you you have these books as well. Okay. Do I? Yes, you do. I'm going to guess one. Guess. Papyrus. Okay, I'll switch to that one. <laughs> Papyrus. <laughs> I, I almost brought that one up, but I was like. Yes. No. Just, you know, The Invention of Books in the Ancient World by Irene Viejo, translated from the Spanish, I believe, by Charlotte Whittle. Let me just verify that. Yes, from the Spanish. And uh, this is out from Knopf. Thank you, Knopf, for this beautiful copy. Yes, thank you for buying as well. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So uh, it says, long before books were mass-produced, scrolls hand-copied on reeds pulled from the Nile were the treasures of the ancient world. Emperors and pharaohs were so determined to possess them that they dispatched emissaries to the edges of the earth to bring them back. When Mark Antony wanted to impress Cleopatra, he knew that gold and priceless jewels would mean nothing to her. So what did he give her? Books for her library. 200,000, in fact. <clears throat> the long and eventful history of the written word shows that books have always been and will always be a precious and precarious vehicle for civilization. I'm just so intrigued by this book. So I really want to get to that this year. Papyrus, the ambition of books in the ancient world. And Sorry, can we talk about how beautiful that cover is? My goodness. It is gorgeous. And it's actually a really beautifully made book. It, yes. Um, if you have it in your hands, it's like, I don't know why. Solid, it's right? It's solid. It feels really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I will say that, like, I don't like the paper stock for A Day of Fall and Night. Oh, really? When a book is big like that, I like, or most books, I really like, like, smooth mm-hmm. paper. Like, not like the rougher, thicker paper. Yeah. No, I want... They don't have to be like Bible thin, but you know when you get like I don't know, there's like that like really like almost like glossy, right? Like, like I love that paper. Nice. Okay. Yeah. 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 Speaking of papyrus and paper. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I I I talked about this somewhere. I don't know where. Um, and it may have even been been on the podcast, but uh, I was going to pull papyrus, and this was sitting next to it, and I was like, no, this one. When Mackenzie comes to town. Oh. So this is the hidden influence of the world's most powerful consulting firm. Oh, and if- McKen- that McKenzie. Got it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was just thinking about, you know, the protests in Paris and videos of them in BlackRock mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And I was like, you know what would be an interesting read? This right For here. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you don't know, McKenzie is like this incredibly huge sort of evil uh consulting firm that gets brought in by a lot of big firms Mm -hmm. and they do it's they're interesting Mm -hmm. so this is a look at uh at the company their impact uh uh in the world and all of that right it's it should be incredibly incredibly interesting and and they are very secretive i mean it is something that is yes yeah it's the kind of thing where you want like an expose. Mm-hmm. I guess the the best you're going to get for an expose on a place that's just dripping in NDAs. So exactly, <laughs> just, just 
falling out of their buttholes. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, I bet that's going to be good. And it's blurbed by Patrick Rad and Keith. Oh, you know we see, love him. See, remember in our Tina Cover, I said, you know, if you're going to give me a blurb, you know, give me a blurb. Yeah. Don't tell me it's like superb. Right. Like, that's not helpful. Exactly. At least this is potentially helpful. Yeah. At least this shows me that you probably read the book. Yeah. We like Patrick. He has not. He has not failed me. He's another one I I I trust. So not yet. Yeah, keep it up, Patrick. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, my last one is Water: A Biography by Giello Bocchelletti, and this is out from Vintage. So thank you, Vintage, for this. Well, <laughs> it was an early copy. <laughs> yeah, thanks for buying too. <laughs> um, I want to read the second part of this uh, paragraph where it says we see with clarity how irrigation structure informs social structure. Inventions such as the calendar sprang from agricultural necessity. How in ancient Greece the communal ownership of wells laid the groundwork for a democracy. How Greek and Roman experiences with water security resulted in systems of taxation, and how the modern world as we know it began with a legal framework for the development of water infrastructure. That is like so freaking interesting. I cannot wait to get to this. That is water, a yeah. biography. I will get there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, those are my three. Uh, I, and, well, I, and I, I remember when I, when I suggest, when I, when I asked for these, I was like, I got to tell Alyssa because I think the show likes these two. And you had asked for those as well. Yes. Occasionally we're right on. <laughs> um, so my last one is new. I don't even know if it's out yet. Is it out yet? It will be out on April 11th. So it is out for you listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be out shortly here in real time land. And this is Magnificent Rebel, Nancy Kennard in the Jazz Age, in Jazz Age Harris. I have such a link. I need the, all the like femme fatales of the Jazz Age. Yeah. Are just so fascinating to me. Interesting. So uh, this is by Anta Corsi. And I'm very, I'm very excited for this. Uh, so in Paris in the 1920s was bursting with talent in the worlds of art, design, and literature. The city was at the forefront of everything new and exciting. There was mm. no censorship. Life, love, and love were there for the taking. At its center was the gorgeous, seductive English socialite Nancy Kennard, scion of the famous shipping line. Her lovers were le- legend, and this book focuses on five of the most significant and lifelong of friendships. Mm. And I'm just very excited. She had uh, affairs with Ezra Pound, Aldous Huxley, um, and a bunch of other people. And it just gave me mm. all the sexy deets. Like, I'm into it. Like I can't wait like, to see how you think about yes, that. Uh, yes, I love it. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Then there's pictures, too. I love a good, I love a good book with pictures. And I say, so Aldous Huxley, who is weird looking um says he, he became so obsessed with nancy that he could no longer work although not in love with him she found him such an engaging companion she kept him dangling i like it dangle dangle you dangle that dangle man. dangle <laughs> mm-hmm. sprinkle sprinkle if you know you know okay <laughs> so yes i thought that would be like a good juicy one yeah i like that that's that's pretty good Everything's so serious. Let's be juicy. We like the juice. We like the juice. So those are some of the nonfiction books that we've been meaning to get to for a little while and 
whether you're going to try super, super hard to get to them this year. Like, I am, okay, listen, I am not carrying these into 2024. It's not happening. These will get read, okay? that I've put it out yeah, there. Yeah, we have to, we have to be good. I put it out there. All right. You have to be good. Well, you know what time it is. It's book recommendation time. What you got for us? I feel like the world's most obvious recommendation. You think so? Okay. And yeah, um, The Fire Next Time. Oh, yes. By James Baldwin. Uh, I was super excited when I saw this. So remember I was like, do I go to this random library that's behind my doctor's office mm-hmm. and go to their book bar? Yes. And you were like, yes. So I did. And they had this there, along amongst a few other things. Mm-hmm. So I was super excited because I'm always trying to just snag Baldwin's I've never read yes. before. Um, and sometimes they can be quite pricey. Yeah. Even when you're thrifting. The, the Baldwin's, the Morrison's, yes, they are still pricey. Mm-hmm. And like we're like, they're like $6. Right. Yeah. Why would you shred something while I'm recording? <laughs> this is the life of a podcaster. It's only ever, Anywho. recording is only ever perfect when you live alone. <laughs> I know. Or you murder them. Or anyway, that. Um, <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> Listeners are start making sure that they can hear Hazy's episode so he's not dead. Uh, no, so this was just, uh, this is a collection. Of, is it one essay or two? I feel like it's like two smushed together essays. I'm not sure. Um, but it it's it's one of his essays on um, race, America, all the fun things that we mm-hmm. have been talking about forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's reflection on his early life in Harlem, and it's phenomenal and requires another reread mm-hmm. or 12 uh, to catch everything that's in here. But I know that you love this mm-hmm. and I'm very excited to <laughs> Oh Yeah. But by the way, when he slammed the door this morning, it woke me up. He slammed oh, the door at lovely. like six o'clock in the morning and woke me up because he shakes the entire house. Lovely. So my camera went like yeah. this. Mm. Um so yeah no. Uh, James Wallen, I would read this. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not even a good recommendation because I've been so decided. Well, it's ja- so. you know, it's James Baldwin. It's also hard for me. I'm not. It's James Baldwin. It's it's why I'm saying this is the most obvious recommendation. I loved it. Read it. Like that's basically all I have to say. So if you can yeah. find it, pick it up. Read it. Pay full price. I don't care. Yeah. Get it. Steal it from your neighbor. Just read yeah. it. Like it's it was it was so good. It was so eye opening. In times it was hard to read. At other times mm-hmm. it was. It's, it's so good and given everything that's going on currently and seems to keep going on mm-hmm. and the things that people want to roll back mm-hmm. it's like come on yeah you know i feel like for the last few years we've been talking a lot about um how much still needs to happen but there's always been that piece it's like i know some things have changed but, but we're still yep. not there yet now it feels like we don't even get to have that part exactly want to get rid of that and that's a really dangerous and upsetting place to be so read this please yes and that is all yes and one day i will get through all of baldwin's works i am definitely going to be like chipping away at what i own um what's the mountain one oh, i have that one i go think. tell it on the mountain go tell it on the mountain yeah i think i have that one i only have three that's i've read two of them and i think that's 
Giovanni's yeah, room, which we did an episode on, folks. Yeah. You can scroll back and listen to mm-hmm. that. That was a great conversation, a discussion about Giovanni's room. Um, I've got just above my head. Tell me how long before the train is going to come or something like that. If Bill Street could talk. Do you have a bunch from your dad? I do have some from my dad. Yeah. I've got yeah. uh, one, two, three, three or four from my dad. And he also had um, a James Baldwin biography written by some guy's name I can't see because I have a mug blocking the, the author. So I've got I've got a few. You know, I you need to get another country. I, I really... Yes, we do need to get another country. I just... <laughs> I like. Sorry, like, that was too easy. <laughs> it was. I just, I just left it wide open, didn't I? I really love Giovanni's yeah. room, but I also really love Baldwin's Another Country. And I have a feeling that it. you will really like that one too. I'll find it, and when I see them, I just grab them, and I don't care. Yeah, you know, I just, I'm like, I'm getting them. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. I'll get there eventually. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, look, I feel like over the next, I feel like the rest of this year and probably throughout 2024, I'll be working through the Baldwins that I have and also the Morrisons that I have. I haven't even started that. Yeah. Remember that time? This is what, like three years ago when I just lucked up and I walked in Savers and there were like one, two, three, four, five, six. There were eight Morrisons there Mm -hmm. and I grabbed them all. I have never gotten I, so lucky in my life. I'm fairly certain I found a first edition hardback mm. beloved. Mm. That'd be amazing. For like $2. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this is can't beat yeah. it. Can't beat it. No, you can't. Mm-mm. All right. Well, my recommendation is going to be the old man man's war series which is sci-fi no shit you like that series yeah by john is it i don't know john is it scousy or scalesy i don't know know. but i just finished the sixth and final book in this series an old man's war uh book six is the end of all things and i really love how everything was wrapped up i just you know God dang it. The the sci-fi really just gets my, my gears going. I have so much fun with it. Let me read a little bit from uh, the synopsis of book one, which is Old Man's War, because obviously I don't want to ruin anything for people by reading something from book six. That would be not nice. Um, so it says, John Perry did two things on his 75th birthday. <clears throat> First, he visited his wife's grave. Then he joined the army. The good news is that humanity finally made it into interstellar space. The bad news is that planets fit to live are on are on scarce and alien races willing to fight us for them are common. So we fight to defend Earth and to stake our own claim to planetary real estate. Far from Earth, the war has been going on for decades. Brutal, bloody, unyielding. Earth itself is a backwater. The, bur- the bulk of humanity's resources are in the hands of the Colonial Defense Force. Everyone knows when you reach retirement age, you can join the CDF. They don't want young people. They want people who carry the knowledge and skills of decades of living. You'll be taken off Earth and allow- and never allowed to return. You'll serve two years at the front, and if you survive, you'll be given a generous homestead stake of your own. One of our own hard-won colony planets. John Perry is taking that deal. He has only the vaguest idea what to expect because the actual 
a fight light years from home is far, far harder than he can imagine. And what he will become is far stranger. It's fantastic. It does sound really good. It's fantastic. So I'm done with this series. I have the first two books and another one of his series that I'll start at some point. But this was a really good time. A really good time. The Old Man's War by John Scalzi. Excellent. Love it. Yeah. I'm glad that you loved it. I did. So fun. And now, Mm -hmm. like, I'm always looking for the first book for you. But, like, it it was a few years before I even saw Scalzi at McKay. Um, But, you know, I always have my eye out for you because I think you'd like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. So that's going to wrap up this episode. uh, TBRLowdown.com for show notes and everything else that we're doing. And follow us everywhere at TBR Lowdown. And that's going to do it for us. We're out of here. Well, we've come to the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We kindly ask that you go to Apple Podcast and subscribe to our show and leave a review. That would help us out tremendously. Don't forget to follow TBR Lowdown on Instagram at TBR Lowdown and visit our website for show notes, the link to join our Discord book club, and other information at tbrlowdown.com. You can follow me, Naomi, on Instagram at BookLadyReads and follow Alyssa on Instagram at NerdyNurseReads. Thanks again for listening and for your support. Until next time. Thank you.